0: featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Do you feel like you keep dating people who won't commit and you've struggled in your dating life? You've gone through all these breakups, or maybe you've even struggled to consistently date and stay in the dating game, and you are actually the one who struggles to commit and let your walls down, I know how exhausting this can be when you have this desire on your heart that you really want that partner, that best friend, that person to build a life with and yet your dating life is just going nowhere and you can't seem to find a person to build a healthy relationship with. I just know how frustrating that is. And I was able to take everything I know from clinical psychology and attachment theory research and NLP belief work and build a program that can help you no matter what your past has been, even if you've never had a healthy relationship before in your life, this program will help you become the securely attached, healthy, high self-worth version of you who effortlessly attracts that partner that you've always wanted. So spots are really limited. We can only take a small amount of people every month. And I want to invite you to not wait on your healing. Love is for those who are willing to be brave and do the work. And you are so deserving of removing the barriers to everything you desire. So I just want to invite you apply to the Empowered, Secure, Loved program. You get coaching with me, and you will be able to embody that version of you that you deserve. And spots, once again, are super limited. So make sure you apply. You can find the link in my Instagram bio. My Instagram handles Dr. Morgan Coaching, and the link will also be in the show notes. I'm so excited for you to embody that healthy, securely attached version of you. You are so worthy of it. Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. We have a very special guest with us. Hello, Emma Welling. So excited to have you on the show. Thank you, Dr. Warner. I'm so
1: excited to be here.
0: So Emma is a graduate of the Empowered Secure Love program, and I've had the opportunity to get to know her a bit and I just know that she has a really inspiring story. So we wanted to have her on the pod and just talk a little bit about her own journey. Um, Before we get going, I do want to read her bio. So you all have a little bit of info about who she is. Um, And I think it's great. Emma is in San Diego. Mm -hmm. And fun fact, our paths like almost crossed when I live there. I think at some point, I know they must have. So anyways, Emma- we <laughs> in a
1: coffee shop or something. I'm sure,
0: I'm sure, I'm sure we did. So Emma hails originally from the UK and she moved to San Diego 12 years ago. She is an international wardrobe stylist and founded her own clothing line, Style On The Go. You can check that out on Instagram at mystyleonthego. Do a little plug for you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Yes. She's passionate about fashion and loves helping real women look and feel their best when it comes to their wardrobe. She's an avid horse rider, something we also have in common, which is cool, Mm -hmm. and loves nothing more than being around horses and their amazing energy in any way, shape, or form. She loves to work out, is a Peloton Peloton addict, and is now also enjoying yoga And more mindfulness practices thanks to Dr. Morgan. She also loves travel, being out in nature, enjoying the outdoors when she's back in the UK, in the British countryside, or hiking in San Diego. She loves the arts, everything from fashion to theater, writing to drawing. Emma is currently single, enjoying discovering. <laughs> and we have all our male listeners like out there. I know, right? <laughs> Emma is a catch. Um, she's enjoying <laughs> discovering and embodying a more secure version of herself after a relatively short marriage and roller coaster relationships. She is ready for everything the universe is sending her way and feels empowered, secure, and loved after the amazing ESL program. Welcome, Eva.
1: Thank so you happy so much. You. Yeah, that's quite emotional, isn't it? When you read, you know, when you kind of listen back to that, it's like, oh, wow. There's I so many great. amazing
0: <laughs> things about you and now yeah. you can take yeah. them in and really, yeah. really
1: accept them. Yeah, I know when I was writing that bio, it kind of felt a little bit like the first part of the affirmations, you know, it's that kind
0: yeah.
1: of who am I and what am I about and you know, it's good to do that, isn't it?
0: It is. Yes. Yeah. For our <laughs> listeners, Emma's talking about the morning alignment where clients are able to connect to that highest and best version of themselves, Yeah, which is a really powerful exercise. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Emma, tell us a little bit about you. I always kind of like to start with just your history and dating yeah. and
1: maybe yeah.
0: tell us like how you found yourself ready to do this work?
1: Oh my gosh. I think, um, I kind of always thought I was independent and, you know, kind of not had it sussed, but like I could figure it out and navigate my way through relationships. And, um, you know, just up until finding the program, I was kind of feeling lost and just a, a repetition of relationships not working out for one reason or another, and then kind of culminated in my marriage that was, you know, short of sort of four years, but, um, you know, didn't work out for, it was kind of like a mutual partition of ways, but then reflecting back, I see a pattern throughout all of my relationships. And definitely one of the things probably a year or so before finding the program was that I realized that I definitely got some abandonment issues um as a child my parents split when i was 5 divorced we were living in germany um so we were kind of abandoned in a foreign country and then you know thankfully i had a really really strong mom who drove me and my brother back to england and we kind of the house that we'd been living in uh when we were living in england was being rented out so we had to live at you know my granddad's friends and kind of this a bit nomadic you know but um definitely moving around a lot, which, you know, also is that lack of kind of security in some ways. But I, I, you know, I was really fortunate that my mom's been a very, very secure role model and really strong figure in, you know, growing up. But the abandonment from my father, who wasn't really around even when, before they divorced, you know, when I was actually thinking back to my story and before coming on the podcast today, I realized that this person that i was always trying to um get you know recognition from was never there actually i could probably count in hours how many he was really truly there and it's like gosh it's so crazy that they have such an impact when you know he was never there and we allow them to you know they take over so much and and that's really the foundation I think of, of of the problems that I've had in relationships because it was prior to the age of seven which is obviously those real formative years in children isn't it you know mm-hmm. and my brother's only a year apart from me and he's had very similar patterns to me and you know even my mom said gosh you know what did I do wrong and I'm like you haven't done anything wrong it was just the, it's the situation that occurred mm-hmm. and and it just had that impact you know it's yeah,
0: from from that very young age kind of yeah. that wiring of worrying about abandonment and Yeah. and then even it sounds like the chaos which I can relate to of my own childhood too of like moving constantly yeah. and then you start to think that chaos is the yeah. norm, right? Yeah. And you, and you I regulate
1: I used to, um, my mom had this little Fiat 126, which is this tiny little Fiat car. And so there was like me and my brother would, you know, bring it, driving us back from Germany and that, and all of our belongings piled in. And it was kind of a standing joke through my sort of, up until, probably until I was like 10 or 11, that I would literally have all of my belongings in like plastic carrier bags. And my brother would be, the poor guy would be like, stuffed in the car and like, why does Emma need to bring all these belongings? And it was just because... I wanted to be ready to just kind of move around. And even now, like I'll carry, I'm always like, why have I got so many bags of things, you know? And it's like you say, it's that chaos that you think then is normal. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's it's painful when you think back and look back at it. And then obviously until you do something like the program and work through it, but. Um, yeah, I want to go. I know
0: I, I want to talk about all the transformation because I know it's been so good, yeah. but I want to yeah. go just a little bit deeper into understanding like life before the program and yeah. what i'm what i'm curious about is what do you feel like some of those unhelpful beliefs were that you had developed about yourself and developed about relationships um
1: definitely always kind of putting the other person's needs feelings emotions over mine and trying to create like a harmony with that you know the harmony with them and to my detriment so it didn't really matter if I was suffering or I was you know as long as they were feeling happy then I thought oh okay we're, we're securely attached and we're happy you know but it but it's so negative you know and then kind of I didn't think that I was um you know now I know I was anxiously attached I was oh I'm independent I can you know go and do my own thing which which I could but not in the way that I feel that I'm going to be able to now after working through. Mm-hmm. You know, all of that. so definitely my belief system. and actually, when I really dug deep, realizing that I didn't think I was enough, which is so sad because I thought I thought that I was, but I definitely wasn't. And so many things have come up for me going through the program that and also, you know, I was talking I've talked to you a lot on our coaching sessions about the body image thing, which mm-hmm. you know, there's just so many other things kind of came to the fore that I'm like, okay, there's other things that I need to work through, um, which, comes back to that you know I'm not am I enough you know and it's Mm -hmm. that's one of the affirmations that I just keep trying to tell myself continually you know throughout the day still and it's such an evolve you know it's still evolving isn't it you know so yeah, yeah that pattern in relationships is just there consistently when I look back
0: and Emma, when you think about the, you know, I'm I'm not enough and, and that belief that so many of us have at the core, yeah. when, when we like, there's all these surface beliefs, but then if we get to the core, it's, you know, I'm not enough. I'm, there's something wrong with me. I'm unlovable. Yeah. But that belief, do you feel like that was even that unconscious response to your dad
1: not being in the picture? Yeah. Do you connect it to that? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, and it's so funny because even in relationships, when I would, you know, go through a breakup, I always remember my mom saying to me, she was like, he's not a God on Mount Olympus, like stop elevate. And she was so right, you know, and it was, that's what I definitely did with my dad without realizing I was kind of elevating him because he was unattainable and unavailable emotionally, physically, you know, never there. It's like, oh my gosh, he must be something so special because he's not around what's he do- You know, it's almost like a celebrity and I can yeah. remember like at high school because he lived in Germany still so he would and he would only ever come over on kind of business trips and combine it with that so it was never really showing up for us or showing up with time or you know mm-hmm. and I remember I was I played the flute for a short amount of time at school and I was in like a little duet thing and and he said he was going to come, but you would never know if he did come or not. And then I remember kind of being on stage and looking for him. And, you know, my mom and my stepdad were there who were always consistently showed up and, you know, secure, solid, secure. yeah, which, which I'm so grateful for and so blessed to have had. But it was always looking for him. And it's like, but he never showed up, you know. And there was one vivid memory that came up definitely when I started to do some of the work through the program of of me and my brother waiting in our bay window my dad said he was going to come that evening and he never showed up and you know that's something when in relationships guys have said oh yeah we'll do this or something changes it just triggers that you know unregulated emotion of like oh my gosh something terrible is going to happen you know and and I think one of the things that has so apparent through the program and I know we talked about it on one of my first coaching sessions with you was always trying to um, uh, second guess the outcome instead of showing up and letting it happen and that's been a massive part of the work for me surrendering releasing because I think from all of the abandonment issues in all aspects of my life you know and obviously working for myself and building a business and moving country and it's trying to force that outcome, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. There's so it, much I mean, it gives gold me chills there.
1: when I, yeah, it's I like, know, just in what you're sharing, because like I picture that
0: little girl who yeah. had her bags packed and was ready to go, right? And she was just trying <laughs> to prepare for whatever yeah. could happen, right? Yeah, and, it
1: is you're right. It's the backpacking isn't it? It's like <laughs> I'm ready, I've I know I'm ready for whatever outcome comes my way, but it's yeah. like trying now. trying to predict, just,
0: trying to control. Yeah.
1: Now I just try and I'm really working on releasing, showing up, letting things evolve and kind of feeling lighter. And you do feel lighter, don't you? It's like not carrying that physical baggage and those bags. around. Yes. (laughs) yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just it's so powerful what shows up, I think, you know, and I think I'd started to not necessarily. I think prior to my marriage I'd started to kind of I recognized there were definitely some inner child things and I know I'd said to you that I'd been to you know the therapists or life coaches back in the day you know and just trying to find some help or some answers but never it, it just wasn't deep enough like I think if you're a high achieving female or guys that are listening you know I know my brother's gone through a similar thing it's it's the cbt doesn't kind of go deep enough it's like a mixture of of that cognitive behavior stuff with mm. you know the nlp that you talk about and the psychodynamic and all those things that it's just like okay i needed tools and strategies and i think i only listened to like one or two of your podcasts and i was like oh my gosh she gets it she's like you just get it you know and everything yeah. you say resonates and it was funny because sometimes I'd have a you know throughout the program I'd have a question in my mind and I'd think okay I'll, t- I'll, I'll, ha- I'll tune into to Dr Morgan I'll have some Dr Morgan time or you know I'll go on the program and it would you would have the answer to what I was look it's so crazy <laughs> I feel like I was so aligned with you you know that it was just yeah very um I don't know like spiritual too you know it was yeah I love
0: that you share that it's deeper because I think that's one of the things that I was so, so sure about with this program is that I knew that it needed to go deep enough for identity.
1: Yes. Yeah. Right, Like
0: identity development and like actually rewiring your entire belief system.
1: Yeah. Um, Because even some, you know, when I've talked to therapists in the past and they maybe touched on. In a childhood, but it's like, I was always like, okay, but what can I do? Okay, so when I'm in that trigger moment and my emotions are all dysregulated and I'm, you know, and I can't pull myself out, it's like, what can I do to prepare myself for those moments to, you know, just work on that continually? What, you know, and, and you give those strategies. And actually, it's, you know, you're working on yourself and and that relationship with yourself in order to be able to have relationships with other people
0: yes oh so powerful yeah I, I want to ask you Emma like so because I always love asking people this question <laughs> what was one of the most powerful or like most challenging I guess either way like part of the program for you are there any exercises that stand out in particular
1: gosh. They're also, I think, um, I do really, really love the belief work and the morning alignment. I just think it's so powerful to, you know, and it, and it's, it's kind of, it's find. It, it, I think what I find it found a challenge was kind of fun, not necessarily finding the time to do it, but it's like going, like going for a workout, you know, you need to do it, but you're like, yeah isn't that
0: why the coaching is so yes. important because yes. you know you have a coaching call coming up so then yes. it's like okay I have to do this
1: work because I know yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the group calls like because it was almost like uh, one of the things I wrote down when I was thinking about it this morning I was like you know you talked about um I think you talked about it on a podcast how structure is this freeing thing and yes. I think like, you know being Um, self-employed and have my own business I'm so used to kind of structuring things and I definitely have that side of my brain like I'm definitely creative but I have that logical side that I love structure and panic if there's change or whatever but it's by having that structure it allows you to release and free Mm -hmm. which is like a contradiction but it it does work doesn't it and I think I loved sort of looking at my week and I was like oh there's a group call then and I've got a coaching call with Dr Morgan and then I'm gonna you know, I would kind of schedule when I would do my work and you know, take yeah. myself on a date or like go for dinner and sit and listen to um parts of the program or podcast or you know, and it that structure gave me the freedom to and freed my mind. It's so interesting, isn't it? How it's yeah paradox.
0: <laughs> I love it. I and I, I have to shout you out too, because you have been just such an incredible um client like you you're such a good example of I mean I remember our first coaching call and you know all the calls we've had and you really have shown up and done Mm -hmm. the work and you know it's clear it has been in your calendar and um (laughs) yeah I I just love like you're really an example of we we get out of it what we put into it and I know like you you've you've really shown up for yourself and I think it's
1: great thank you I think I think I knew that I needed to, you know, I just reached that point where I was like, relationships have been so painful. I've, and one of the things, and, and I know you talked about this on a podcast too. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so me. Like I've been so mean to myself. Yeah. You know, but by being, trying to be kind to everybody else, you know, <laughs> and partners, and yeah. I've been mean to myself. And it's like, oh my gosh, like I've taken care of all this external stuff. And let myself suffer internally. Mm. it's why do we do that to us? You know, it's like you've got to show up for yourself, haven't you, and work through that and it's so important that so so I knew i i when I signed up for the program I was I knew I needed to do it i was I mean like one hundred percent i think yeah. I think I was saying to you that I started listening to I only found the podcast about a week before um you know, joining the ESL, ESL program. And I was driving out to Vegas for a, a work event we had out there. And I literally like binge listened your podcast, like the whole way. And it was beautiful because, you know, it's such a pretty journey and the sun was there and the mountains and I was like crying and like, oh my gosh, this is what I need. Like, I just knew. Yeah, I you know. I think, yeah. So thank you. Cause it was.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. And I, I mean, I, I love hearing your story and you know, what, like one of the things I'd love for you to share is just how life is different for you. And I think it'd be really cool to share some of your empowering beliefs if you have some of them. Yeah, like I would love to hear that. And I know the audience would too. Yeah. Um, Give people hope.
1: <laughs> I think I feel, I definitely feel I'm trying to really focus on that positivity. So, and you know, I'm not even dating. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of intentionally looking at what's out there and trying to date and you know seeing what shows up but I haven't I purposely I know we talked about it went into my cocoon and just wanted to really yeah show it for myself give myself that time and um so one of one of my big sort of empowering beliefs is one of the things that I really kind of tell myself is trusting the trajectory of my life and the the timing twisting that timing and releasing and surrender and i kind of i even gave myself like you know a word for the year and initially i was like oh it's abundance like abundance of love and and you know time and freedom and all the things that i want to do but but then i realized that actually it was two words the first half i need to release and mm. release all of these you know things that have have held me back in order to gain that abundance. That's
0: beautiful. So yeah, release and abundance and hearing your story. And it's like a lot of us can relate. I know I can relate of like having to release people pleasing as a way of being. And like for you, that was just your go-to way of being. And you believe that you had to do it in order to maintain a relationship. So it makes sense that you have to really release that. And then what you have to do, which I know you're already doing, but it's that building that deep connection with yourself and that deep, deep self-trust
1: yes. that got disconnected. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and I know, you know, you always talk about it's it's kind of that course correction, isn't it? Like, okay, I'm just gonna keep tuning into myself. I'm gonna keep checking in. How am I feeling? You know, what's going on, what's happening here. And it crosses over not just in your romantic relationships but so many work relationships I'm trying to you know show up differently and set those boundaries that I need to set instead of it's so hard in business isn't it especially in a role like my kind of job where I'm giving a lot to people where you and you need to be available and you need to be able to you know it's kind of like pulling back and saying actually but I do those boundaries are important as well I can't just mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of giving but you have to kind of
0: yeah is that is that cliche saying of how do you how do you pour from an empty cup you can't you have to learn how to give to yourself first and in doing so you also learn how to continuously tune into yourself so that you can give to yourself that you're you're not an afterthought but you're creating those habits of tuning in and and honoring what your needs are yeah, and I know I think you were talking
1: recently, I don't know if it's on one of our group calls or a podcast, but about the self-trust piece about how how can you brain believe that you're going to do things if, for example, you in your energy is telling you that you can't make that commitment or whatever it is, and then yeah. you still go, how do you then trust yourself? You know, and that I'm so guilty of that. And it's now I'm trying to, you know, obviously work more on that where it's like actually this is what. I need for me right now it's the the energy levels and and one thing that I've definitely done is it's so much on allowing external energies in and you know I I know I'm definitely like I have that high sensitivity so you know I feel the emotions of of other people even of animals or whatever you know it's um it's kind of rewiring that so you're like actually let's tune into the internal first and one of the things that I definitely have found really really powerful for me is all the self-soothing exercises you know and allowing myself the time to do those and that self-care so you know in lots of different ways and one of those for me I know we talked about it is definitely being around horses and animals is a big big part because I think one of the things I'd always found with yoga in the past was like okay, I'm gonna go and do yoga, and I'm gonna sit there, and I, I'm gonna get all mindful. And then I'd be sitting there, and my mind's racing, and all these things are jumping in, and I'm like, oh gosh, you know, I can't switch my mind off. Whereas, I guess a lot of my meditation comes through being with horses because when you're riding, you've got a safety aspect, obviously. So you're like, okay, if I don't focus and switch my mind off,
0: you have to be present. <laughs> I've, got, I've
1: got to, you know. <laughs> so, so beautiful. I, yeah, I love and then that. I get off the horse, and I'd be like, oh my gosh, like. My mind feels clear, you know, and I just feel fresh and and you can't go on your phone and you can't have any distractions in that moment, you know. I'm sure you you know. Yes,
0: I totally get it, and it's it's such a good example, Emma, of just how we have to learn what works for us as individuals because yeah, yeah, you know, yoga might be something you do like occasionally, and that's cool, but like knowing what really works for you, that's that's what matters and you know, in the program, um, you guys have that handout I give you called Grapes, and it has yes, like a hundred yes. different things on there, and it's it's yes. all these different options and ways to connect with yourself, and I yes. I love that. But you know what what kills me is that most people never take the time to be curious mm-hmm. about what it is that yeah. that soothes them or gives to their soul. Right. So part of
1: the program is. Just that you even take the time to be curious. I just got chills when you said that, because I can think of, you know, men and women and men out there that probably, you know, because life takes over and they're busy with kids and their work and, you know, it's like, oh, I I don't have time to go to the gym or that's selfish of me to do those things. And it absolutely isn't, is it? Because if you don't do that for yourself, you can't show up for the people in your life. Yeah, yeah. And it it's massive.
0: one thing to like hear, like we all hear that, right? Like we know yes. it logically, but then it's yes. another thing to actually emotionally internalize it. Like, yes. like you have, you have made this emotional shift of, okay, I value myself enough to take care of myself, and I'm going to care for myself first.
1: Yes, yeah, and I know, you know, say the the whole horse riding piece. It's you know, it's an it's not a cheap sport, but for me I can't put a price on it you know it's so valuable in my life and my day-to-day and just allowing that it's it's something that you know and, and for me as well it's like that I find my people in that area yeah too,
0: community you know? too which yeah is so yeah and I,
1: think, and I think that's another thing actually that I wanted to say about the program that I love it's the community side and the you know it, it, and it's not even it's not even in like a cheesy like oh you're great it's like it's genuine like these because we've yeah. all gone through that pain and we're all there and we're like you know you're not alone you're gonna get through this yeah Keep working on it like we get it you know and I think that's important in life isn't it you know
0: It is. I think too, and I I was thinking about this because, you know, we had like our Galentine's call and (laughs) I was thinking about like how, I think a lot of us have had rejection from friends when it comes to like talking about our relationships and maybe we've experienced like judgment or like other women that maybe just don't get it. Right. They like, haven't been where we've been. So I think there's something so healing about like being with women who get it and who hear you and yes. accept you. Like, yeah. cause I know, I mean, I had friends that would be
1: like, don't tell me about your dating life anymore. Yes. Or they want to hear the kind of, you know, it's like funny, sto- funny dating stories. Like what happened? It's like, no, like yeah. it's like painful, They don't want to hear the
0: real, the real stuff, which yeah. is so important. Yeah.
1: Or like you're looking for those answers from somebody else that's probably also suffering, but you know they they don't have the answers are in you aren't they right you know that's where yeah that's definitely what I found through the program it's like oh my gosh I the answers are there I just needed to recognize these patterns and and you know it's interesting because my my kind of first serious relationship and I remember um speaking to one of the other coaches about this on one of my first calls was actually quite secure. I think I was like 19 and he was a little bit younger and he was it was actually quite a securely attached relationship <laughs> it was just too soon you know and it's so funny because that was kind of you know however many years ago and I'm like oh my gosh like that's what I've been striving for which is nice because you know when you talk about okay let's think about the secure you and the secure relationship, like, what does it look like? How do you want to embody that? It's nice to have that as an example, but I'm like, why did I, I guess we were just too young. And I remember one of the coaches saying these patterns and this pain probably just hadn't shown up at that time. It was probably still too young or whatever, you know, that it hadn't come to the fore.
0: Yeah. there. I mean, there can be all kinds of factors (laughs) and I, maybe even unconsciously, you know, when you haven't worked through stuff, there can just be your attachment system or your nervous system that can reject a secure relationship. Yeah. Right. Even yeah. if it was
1: totally unconscious. Um, yeah. So, Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting with my marriage too, because when I met my ex-husband, I thought he was so polar opposite to my dad, you know, in terms of how he treated me or whatever, but ultimately he he left he just kind of upped and left and moved to the other side of the country because you know we were in this anxious avoidant dance and he couldn't he was very defensive and he he didn't wasn't able to from the beginning kind of say you know where he was coming from or what he really wanted and you know it's so interesting that it showed up in a very similar way to the abandonment of my dad and I remember thinking oh my gosh like it was this you know, history just kind of repeated itself. So that, Mm -hmm. and I think that was one of the defining moments as well. After my marriage, I was like, okay, this, you know, I need to do some work on me and figure out what's, what's happened here. So.
0: Yeah. I so appreciate (laughs) you sharing that. And I know people listening are really going to relate to that. And Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we can think like, oh, this is, a totally different relationship and Mm -hmm. then we can watch it play out and and look back and see, wow, we found ourselves in the exact same dynamics we had in our childhood, even if it didn't initially appear that way. And I am just so excited for you as you're in the dating world. And I think one of my biggest hopes for you is that you are attracting and attracted to people that have that emotional availability, yes, that want to show up and do the work yes. and that you are loving yourself enough to allow yourself to receive that emotional yes. investment into yourself.
1: Yeah, that's so important, isn't it, too? Because um, I know we talked about that where I've kind of found myself, I had found myself... You know, on that pendulum swing to avoidant then, and kind of shutting down. So it's mm-hmm. you know, and I loved all of that in the final module where you work through all the kind of dating mindset and you know actually kind of even sort of navigating the early stages of dating and 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 enjoying dating and letting it be fun and curious rather than ex you know those expectations. It's like, okay going and being the data scientist, or the love scientists and, you know, bringing the data in. So I think that's definitely something that I've seen as a pattern in my past too, where I would give up my vulnerability too soon and just, you know, overshare, yeah. be really open, wear my heart on my sleeve, you know. And which, this
0: is the, and just for our listeners yeah. to remind them, like this is a common anxious attachment strategy because the idea is, hey, I'm going to tell you everything about me so that yeah. that way, if you're going to leave, you're going to do it really quickly and I'm not going to have yes. to deal with it later.
1: Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I, <laughs> I see that I've done it even in friendships and things too. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like slow down. <laughs> yeah. Let yeah. people
0: earn your vulnerability. Let, yes. the, let the relationship grow over yeah. time because yeah. you you have to realize that you need to also learn how, how you feel with this person and say, is this how I want to feel? Is this the kind of connection that I want to grow? So you, you have
1: to give it time. And it's not just, you know, I think I've always been like, Oh, you know, I've got to look a perfect way. And, you know, my hair's got to, you know, it's it's like, and then they're going to love me and I've got to, you know be successful and and look cute and mm. you know doing all the things and it's like no it's it's showing up as you and then like you say allowing it to just evolve and then is it reciprocal and actually is this person is this aligning for me as well it's you know and that's yeah that's such a shift for me that's such a shift for me to Which I'm really excited about to actually be like actually mm, let's just like you say slow and steady and yeah yeah, you you are
0: your most attractive when you are your authentic self yeah and when you are your authentic self you attract relationships that are sustainable for life and you attract the people that are meant for you
1: right like yeah and I know I talked to you about you know what the secure but, you know what a secure relationship looked like, and what and and thinking about the examples that I had in my mind of of those securely attached. It was actually women I was thinking of people that I knew, like a lady I worked with and a family friend. And it's it's this they glow, they smile, they they're happy, they're radiant. It's mm-hmm. and if that's coming through when you're your authentic self, that's you know you think of those people that glow and are radiant. That is attractive, isn't it? In a friend or in a partner or whatever you know it's and then for me it's like I, I, I that kind of anchor somebody that's an anchor that's there and then you glow and you're radiant because you know you've got that strength behind you
0: oh that's so beautiful that's
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I love it so much yeah. I can see that glow in you <gasps> <laughs> thank and you and I, I definitely can see the shift in you and I, I know that you can feel it but yeah. just knowing from when we were first meeting to now, yeah, some of that, that confidence and that lightness that you spoke about of like feeling like, you know,
1: some things have yeah. been lifted. Um, and I, know, I know one of our first calls, I remember I was back in England over Christmas, actually. Yeah. And I hadn't really like I'd gone through the some of the work and, you know, felt emotional. And I think because I think everybody's on a different
0: journey, of course. You were trying to be a very good student. That's what I remember. I think I was. <laughs> You were doing people pleasing. You were like, how do, I, yes. how do I perform? Be a really
1: good student. I was like, Dr. Morgan, I haven't cried yet. You know, it was like, <laughs> when should I cry? Which day should I cry? Is it day five? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I even when I started the program, I made a list. I was like, OK, these are things that I need to do. Am I doing the right things? And I know you said it, you're on your own journey and, you know, it, yeah you have to let it flow don't you and um and I know I think actually somebody had just posted in the 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 Facebook group you know we have this private Facebook group that she'd gone through some things this weekend and 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 cried through some of the work and I was like I remember thinking I didn't cry at various points and I I think I I think I had a lot of pain and and that kind of crying had come out before but I didn't understand what it was but then we had a coaching call and and I was back in England and I was you know at my home that I'd grown up in and my mom was there and it was kind of late at night and my mom made me a cup of tea after the call and we were chatting and then I just burst into tears and it just poured out you know and then and then it was like I woke up in the morning and I just felt like lighter and mm-hmm. and one of the things that's happened to me a lot as well is I've had a lot of um things come in dreams throughout the program which is really interesting I guess it's because you thinking a lot aren't you and mm-hmm. but that's been a way of sifting through stuff for me like a lot of like even and this sounds really woo it's very young of you like <laughs> yeah young you know I love it <laughs> but even um I've had dreams of of this guy and I don't see him or anything but I just feel and it feels really good And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I've had that a lot, Dr. Morgan. So that's.
0: Well, that's exciting. That's that's amazing. That's kind
1: of exciting, isn't it? But I guess. Yeah. You know,
0: learning. I always think about this, like learning is best with Mm -hmm. emotion. So dreams, it's not so much about what you see, but it's what is the felt experience. Right. And it's like Mm -hmm. when you can start to feel into, oh, this is what it is to feel safe or to be with someone who. It's really, yeah. you know, easy and loving and kind and securely yeah. attached. Like to start to feel into that in your dreams, that's
1: that's really powerful. And it's not, and yeah, and it's not conscious either, is it? So you can't jump in and go, yes, but you know, like yeah. we have, like you always talk about that unconscious wish, and and we're so wired to to think yeah. a certain way that that always tries to jump in that that kind of little thing on the sh- that little demon on the shoulder that's like, oh no, you're not allowed to, you know think that you're enough or think you're great so you've got to think like this because it will protect because it's that protection system that we've that we've learned and I think it's it's so interesting I know I talked to you about this I think on one of our calls recently that there's such a parallel for me with horse riding and I think it's if you can find something that's so powerful in your life or that gives you that self-soothing and then so for example you were just saying about you have to feel it it's the same with riding isn't it like you've got to feel people can tell you and tell you and tell you about the connection with the horse and and how Mm. to you know get this transition or whatever but it's the feel of it and it's like oh my gosh that's so parallel with life and one of the other things that I definitely see a parallel and that really and that helps me to kind of process it is um with riding you have to in order to have that contact with the horse you have to release which it's like counterintuitive but when you release you really get that connection and it really flows and it's like oh no but I want to hang on to their mouths and I want to hang on to them, you know, mm-hmm. but it's it's the opposite is what you need to do. And it's so mm. for me, that's been such a parallel with what I was doing.
0: But mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. You're pulling on the reins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The relationships. Yeah. That's a good metaphor. We haven't had a horse riding metaphor on the it's podcast good. yet. Thank you for that.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. Beautiful it's like, show up, you know, you got to keep yeah. that in the saddle. You got to oh yeah you have to keep showing up for that, that big animal that needs, you know, it's, it's so powerful. Like I just, mm-hmm. I really have seen that a lot through. Um, through and
0: isn't it just, you know what I think is really important to think about is and, and I always think this, it's like anybody can have relationships. Like it's mm-hmm. actually not hard to have yeah. a relationship. However, yeah. if you want to have a great relationship yeah. that feels good that adds value to your life that's actually yes. fun yes yes. Then, then that requires doing the work
1: yeah and I think it's you know in order for that it's like you're not going for like a short-term fast cash it's like we want long-term yeah you know, like security it's not and- a band-aid it's like actual yeah. rewiring yeah yeah and I think that's that's what I knew and it was kind of like prior to the program I was like okay well I know I need to do some work I don't really know what I need to do I know there's some inner child stuff I know there's some abandonment issues and then I would almost just be like you know I'm better on my own like I'm better just you know that's the the comfortable yeah I'm busy I'll just have my horse my animals my life my business you know travel go back to England but it's like but then then there was like this niggling thing of like yeah but I I love to, I'm a, I'm a nurturing person and I want to be loved and I want to give love and I want to share my life with somebody, you know, and it's, and that was kind of the, the sort of dichotomy. And then when I found the program, I'm like, yeah, you can have it all. And it was, that was me being avoidant and, and kind of swinging to the other side and thinking, okay, I've got Mm to shut off, you know, and that's, Mm -hmm. that's as um, destructive as, yeah, the, to yourself, you know.
0: We can lie to ourselves sometimes that we don't really want the things that we want if we if we think that it's just going to cause us too much pain to get them. Yes, it's avoiding the pain, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Try, that's but what look think. at you, opening your heart
1: up. <sighs> yes, yeah, that's been the big kind of final piece, I think. Try, just realizing that okay, this is okay. I don't know. You said you know you said a lot. You you can have it all you yeah. know, and yeah. I know we talked about that because I'd said to you, well, but I just don't, you know, I just don't have time to date. And you were like, well, you got to carve out, you know.
0: Yeah. You got to create, like- create the space in your life for the good mm-hmm. that you desire.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then instead of just, you know, going on the apps and like, oh, there's nothing out there. It's, you know, you were like, no, you've got to show up intentionally. And so that's what I'm really trying to do. And I've even said it to other people, like, well, you have to show, you know, I. I- <laughs> Like what That's da, good. What Dr. Morgan say?
0: <laughs> good. When you yeah. can teach it, then you know you're really internalizing it. That's great. Yeah. Um, Emma, um, I want to ask you, I have a couple questions to ask you. So yeah, if if someone was really struggling and they're they're probably like you, they're, you know, listening to the show, um, and maybe they're just in that place of avoiding the pain or they'd like don't think that relationships are possible for them, but They want one at the same time. They're just really struggling. Like, what would you want that person to know?
1: Oh my gosh. I would say, I think, I think the first thing I think is you're not alone. You are worthy of it and you are enough. And the pain will pass. And there are great things ahead, but you got to, you got to give you've got to give back to yourself and you've got to give that, take that time, get into your cocoon or, or whatever it is for you. And, and the program is there, you know, to help, If but you've got to be open to it, to receive it and show up. And, but you can do the work and you can get there. You know, okay. I, I, we know, I mean, I know your story and, and my story, like the pain that I've, you know, like I can feel it. You, I, you can feel it, can't you? And it's like, I just, for me, it was like, I, I cannot go through this pain anymore in my life. And I just, what am I doing to myself? You know, and it's, it's, it's digging deep and there is, there is help that, and, and there are things that you can do for yourself to get through it. So you're not yeah. alone. You, you can work through it and you will get there.
0: I love that, Emma. And I, I also know <laughs> that your story is a beautiful example of how it helps you, and it also mm-hmm. helps everyone around you. Yes. And your work life and your yeah. family. Yeah. Right.
1: Like yeah. I just think your story is inspiring. Thank you. And I know that was one thing you always talked about, showing up. It's, you don't even realize the, the sort of impact and that it has on everything else and how you start showing up in other areas and, and for the people. Because we all automatically the unconditional love that's right there they're the probably the ones that suffer but then suddenly you start doing this work and you show it better for them you know and it's and beautiful things happen then you know mm-hmm. all of your all areas of your world so
0: i love that well i'm so excited for you i can't wait i know i'm gonna see you in person one day yes, when, I'm, when yes, I'm in san diego I'm, yes it's gonna happen
1: yeah so, and I and when you do the in-person retreats I'm there yes
0: yes I want to, yes we'll see but I would love to do one in San Diego
1: someday so yeah. I'm scoping out venues um <laughs> I just want to say a big thank you to you and all of you team. I mean it's just oh. yeah I'm so I feel like it's just the start you know like I'm this is like how I these are my practices for life now and and the community that that we that we're in with this, so.
0: well, you have been such an amazing, amazing client slash friend, you know mm-hmm. you're a gem of a person, mm-hmm. and just so grateful that we've been connected, yeah, me too um, and I want to make sure that if people want to connect with you, yeah can I know I mentioned your your business Instagram in the beginning of the episode, but yeah, yeah just share share with us how yeah. to connect with you,
1: Yeah. so um my Instagram, my personal Instagram is at Emma Jane stylist Wears. um, shoot me a DM. If you've got any questions about, you know, anything, I'm happy to have a conversation and share about the program and yeah. And, um, any, any fashion tips, you know, cause that's always good for a feel good factor too. <laughs> I
0: love it. It is. And it, it's so funny. I was thinking about that, how it's like, I think once you start to really do this work, you realize that um, fashion and like what, what you wear, it's all about mm-hmm. how do you want to feel?
1: Yes. Yes. Instead yeah. of what
0: do other people think of you, but how yes. do you want to feel? And you, you decide
1: it for you. Right. Yeah. And so much of my work has been, you know, helping women feel great. And I've, you know, it's, it's kind of not, you know, it, it, it bar room therapy kind of thing, bar therapy, you know, but it's like so powerful and I've had people in tears and their lives have changed from that. Yeah. And I know you know, it's, people think it's kind of fickle, but it's not because I think as women, it's, especially over the past couple of years, you know, dress codes have changed and, oh, you know. Yeah.
0: Just uh, em- empowering women to get yeah, to yes. intentional to, it's, it's yes. kind of like that they take the time
1: to also. Yeah. Know. And our body shapes change and we beat ourselves yeah. up about it. And it's, you know, so um, there's definitely, yeah, a lot of, a lot of power in that, but I, I think you know, I'd focused on, on all of the external stuff and now finally focused on my, on myself. So,
0: well, I know that the audience is going to love this interview and I just Mm want to thank you for being incredibly vulnerable, um, for being a light and, you know, Mm -hmm. you are, you are one of the clients that reminds me why I do this work. So, so thank you for filling up my Mm -hmm. gas tank. (laughs) i i
1: appreciate you yeah i really hope it helps people and in the way that when i listened to the podcast it was you know things really really resonated with me and i think that's what you know that's as women we need to empower one another it's so important yeah so thank
0: you yes i'm so excited obviously for everything to come and yeah just just like you said this is a whole new book forget new chapter it's a whole new book of your life Um, And I'm so excited for you. Yeah, thank you. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. And of course, Emma and I are wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk to you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you.